When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, this is Anne-Marie and welcome to another episode of The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Now, this particular episode is part two of a very special four-part series that I'm doing at the moment where we're talking about how to go from invisible to influential trusted authority with a podcast. Now, before you switch off and you think, "Mm, I'm a coach, I'm a consultant, I'm not really interested in starting a podcast, this series is just the same for you and very important for you as well. Reason being is that how to go from invisible to influential trusted authority very much relates to the distinction model and the distinction blueprint that I'm covering some of the core components of the distinction blueprint in these four episodes. So this is very much relevant to you. I also talk in other episodes which are coming up about the customer journey, the different stages of business growth, all of those different things which is very much relevant to you. And then of course uh, I'll be sharing just some sprinklings of how a podcast can really help you. So if you're not going to start a podcast, you're not thinking of starting a podcast, then just ignore those little bits. Um, But all of the other things in these different episodes in this four-part series is definitely going to be relevant for you. Because if you are a coach or a consultant and you do feel like the world's best kept secret or you want to take your business from where you are now to the next level, so to speak, yet the visibility that you are getting or the standing in your industry, um, how you're seen, are you the go-to person, have you really positioned yourself as that influential trusted authority for your ideal client? If the answer is no and you know that there's some work to do, again, this podcast series is for you because your experience is vast and you know that you have got a solution to be able to support your ideal client. Now, for those of you who are thinking of launching a podcast because you've heard your message is going to help you amplify your message, this is very important for you as well because as I mentioned in episode one of our series, a podcast, well, that can certainly help you amplify your message. However, it's only going to amplify the message that you're currently using. And I'm sure you've heard this term before that what got you here where you are today is not going to get you to where you want to be and that's so true when it comes to leveraging a podcast to build your reach to build your reputation as that trusted authority as well as build your revenue by being able to nurture listeners into leads especially from your very first episode or if you've already launched one and you're kind of refining your message even further from what you do from that point forward so let's just recap what did we talk about in episode one? If you're just joining me, 
so that you can go back and have a listen to that, which would be episode 348. This is 349. Now, in 348, which was episode one of this four-part series, we talked about how to go from invisible, underpaid coach or consultant to highly paid, sought-after, trusted authority with a podcast. Again, the things that I covered, you need to have in place irrespective of whether you're going to have a podcast. In this episode, which is episode two of the series, yet in the overall scheme of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, it's episode 349. You want to go find uh, that in the show notes, etc. It's how to transform your expertise from a want into a need and from an overwhelming number of choices to becoming the only choice. That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, In the next episode, which will be 350, we're going to talk about how not to leave tens of thousands of dollars on the table, but rather nurture and build long-term client relationships that lead to profitable and sustainable business growth. And episode four, which would be 351, is the power of momentum, how to attract and generate a steady flow of ideal clients right to your door. So you never have to chase leads again while leveraging the power of podcasting. So if you want to go back and find all of the shows, go to 348, 349, 350 and 351 of Ambitious Entrepreneur Show and you'll find it. Anyway, enough from me. Without any further ado, let's dive into this topic. The distinction model, which is the model that will help you go from invisible to influential trusted authority. And today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into one of the components of that blueprint. Now, here are just some of the ahas that I that I um, saw was being um, shared in the group. And I wanted to share them with you too for a couple of reasons. Number one, for some of you who may not have shared your aha, often it's because you may think, oh, I'm the only one who, who thinks like that or experiencing that. And I want you to realize that you are one, and and this is for me too, a reminder that the things that we are experiencing and as we're not getting out there and sharing our message, many others are are, are experiencing as well. So you're certainly not alone. So Laurie, I mean, she is just a gun. I cannot wait for her to launch her podcast. It's so needed uh, out in the world. And hers was really to tap into her brand archetypes. She says, I think it will really help me pull my focus into line when it comes to tapping into the emotions of my ICA. Absolutely. And she's actually going through the 90-day sprint idea to launch your podcast right at this moment. So it's great that she could follow along. Karen says, there were a number of great takeaways. My first one was probably don't get focused on getting large numbers, focus on reaching the right people who need you. This is huge, huge, because if you try to be all things to all people, you often are nothing to no one because your message is too uh, broad and not really focusing in on your ideal clients' issues, problems, challenges. So Karen, that is a huge aha and I'm sharing that as a way to emphasize to others, you need to get clear on that first. Nirjad said, my aha was actually getting present to the fact that Clarity about brand as a business is important before starting a podcast. I knew it, but it came again as an insight. Absolutely, because your brand and the brand experience as you bring that to life as a podcast host, whether you're sharing a solo show or whether you are, um, you know, interviewing guests, the experience 
that you create for your guest, for the listener, for your audience is what's going to make the difference. You could be sharing the same topic as many other people who've got podcasts, but the reason that your podcast is the first podcast that people listen to is because you have this experience that you create that people just love listening to you. Let me share an example while I'm checking to make sure that I am actually live. Yes, I am uh, in the group. So I asked my community over on LinkedIn and shared a little bit of information around, you know, people come for the topic, they return for the host and about creating that listener experience, that unique and uncopyable experience through knowing your brand and who you want to be. And a, a lot of times it's getting clarity on who you are already and bringing that forward with far more intention and courage. It takes courage, doesn't it, to step out um, and share. And uh, one of the people who commented back uh, and I'm so glad he did because it really validated what I what I was seeing and what I thought was really happening and he said that he's an avid subscriber to many other podcasts and often if he has 20 or so minutes to listen and catch up on a show what he'll do is he'll grab his uh, smartphone he'll scroll through some of the podcasts who have released um, you know most recent episodes and he'll often go oh I like the way that that host you know, engages and shares and, and I'll listen to that one. And so he said, I never really thought of it that way, but it's true. I selected that particular host because of the way that they approached the topic and just who they were. So that's really important. And it's all about that personal brand. And of course, your brand as a business. Um, Belinda says, my takeaway was the comment, they come for the topic and they return for the host and me, making it important for me to share me, be it my stories, my tone, and letting my personality show up as I talk. I find this a challenge, but your statement gives me purpose to overcome hiding behind a message and just being about my topic. Belinda, Belinda, yes, yes, yes. And you know what? As I mentioned earlier, it takes courage, doesn't it, to step out and be you. But I tell you what, you may be the breath of fresh air that your ideal client is looking for, waiting for. It may even be to the point where you're the breath of fresh air that your industry is looking for and waiting for. Because, and if the last two years has not created this a need to reinvent, re, redefine many approaches and certain things. Now is such an important time to get out there and your ideal client, your community, the tribe, whatever you want to call it, will resonate with your message. And the amount of times that I've heard people, even not sharing a podcast, but sharing content, the feedback that they got and the the relief, if you will, of their ideal clients is said, I was waiting. I'm just so glad you shared that story. So I hope, Belinda, that that gives you, um, yeah, gives you that impetus to go, you know what? This is it. I need to get out there and share my message. And Anne says, my takeaway from listening to you was becoming even more conscious that part of the reason why I'm not starting with podcasting, which is that I find it a challenge to know how to structure the content and what to include. That is another really great um Aha, uh -huh, because what that does, and, and you know, if you go back to yesterday workshop one where we talked about 
maybe you're not quite ready to launch a podcast. And the first was around that message, wasn't it? And around where do you want to position yourself as that trusted authority? What are some of those topics and themes that you really want to speak about? We're going to talk a little bit about that um, today when we move forward into one of the components of the Distinction Blueprint. But these are some great ahas. There we go. Let's dive into the Distinction Model, but particularly today, the message. The message is so important. And as we identified with some of the ahas, it was around that message that really was important and some of that aha. So let's talk about this word authenticity, which many of you have probably heard over the last number of years about be authentic this and be authentic that to the point where authenticity and people talking about being authentic when they were anything but um, it became almost like this buzzword but I say as a personal brand strategist who by the way we talked about archetypes Laurie said her archetype my archetype my very first archetype my leading archetype is uh, explorer and explorer is all about seeking the truth of who we are and what we stand for what makes us us tapping into your purpose your calling whatever you want to talk about whatever you want to call it so the explorer is all about finding that authentic pathway who are you so when I hear the word authenticity to me it lights me up because that's what my purpose is all about helping others to discover what their purpose is through their authenticity and so authenticity or their authentic path forward. Authenticity is not a buzzword. I think it's paramount. It's paramount. So authenticity has long been debated, as I mentioned there. And I remember years ago uh, writing an article and I did a bit of research on some of the other articles that are out there Um, actually back in 2011, which was quite some time ago, and we're still talking about it today. So personal branding is authenticity really important. And someone wrote, an author wrote, is it really about keeping it real? What if keeping it real for one particular person means being rude and obnoxious? Because that's kind of what authenticity is for them. That's not being authentic. That just means that the person or the behavior you are exhibiting tends to gravitate to the to the you know to the um, to being rude and obnoxious. And I think that they just need to change their behavior a little bit. So it doesn't mean being angry, being whatever. It, it, you know, even uh, an emotion. It's not. You know, um, that's not authenticity what at all so keeping it real if you've got um you know a reputation for being rude and obnoxious that's not what I'm talking about and I'm not talking about faking it either you know faking it to to you make it um, what does it mean if someone doesn't necessarily have the ability to be empathetic can you fake compassion and empathy this is what a writer was asking and I don't think you can fake that but authenticity is recognizing Who am I? What are some of my character, my qualities, my mannerisms? And then being the best of those and intentionally bringing that forward. So when you hear the word authenticity, don't let your eyes glaze over or roll, you know, oh, yeah, I heard that, but, you know, people talk about that. It's not really important. It actually is. It just means if you're not sure who you are and some of the key things that really stand out for you, and what makes you you, you need to dig a little bit deeper. So wanted to share that. 
Okay, so less is more when it comes to your message. This is actually, I think I've slipped a slide. Here we go. This is when it comes to your message, less is more. And the first less is more that I wanted to talk about, especially when it comes to coaches and consultants, because this is something that I often see is that we overwhelm our clients with our content or our community and our audience with our content because we want them to know everything that we know because we've done a lot of learning. Many of us are avid learners. So we've learned a lot of different modalities and ways to support people. And so what might have taken us 12 years, 15 years, 20 years, whatever, your life's journey, you don't and cannot expect to share that all in one 20-minute podcast or in one article. And so whilst we may be well-meaning in sharing as much as we can to support clients, it actually overwhelms them. And so the content that you want to share needs to be um, in such a way that it's going to give a learning, it's going to give an aha, it's going to set the path you know, build momentum to the client eventually getting some form of a breakthrough. And in some instances, it can be instant, can't it? When someone is able to reshame, reshape or reframe their thinking can instantly uh, impact their actions and ultimately results. But we don't want to overwhelm. So just to be mindful, less is more. Don't overwhelm your clients. Similarly, don't underwhelm people. And this is where we may be sharing the same old, same old as everybody else is doing. If you're continuing to share a similar message that everyone else is sharing, what makes you unique and uncopyable? That just means that you've got to dive a little bit deeper into your story, the learnings. I mentioned uh, yesterday with the distinction uh, blueprint, what are your methodologies? And we're going to talk about that a little bit more tomorrow in tomorrow's workshop, but don't underwhelm by regurgitating the same information. Um, you want to make sure that you spend some time in really identifying what are some of your core principles, some of your teachings, some of your methodologies, even if you are certified in a specific modality or even in a coaching program that many others are as well. I know many coaches do do that. You become certified in a specific uh, program and you're now able and, and licensed to be able to deliver that. But you want to identify, you know, what's my unique brand and message? What is different about me and all of the other hundreds, if not thousands of other coaches who are also certified in that particular modality or coaching program? And this is so important too, when less is more, we need to unlearn our industry dragon and our terminologies. Our clients don't know what that means anyway. And if we continue to use terms that we use in our coaching uh, industry, what are some of the ones that I've just seen recently? Rewire your brain. Like that, that to us, you know, rewire your thinking, rewire. There are some other ones that I think of I'll share. To us, it's just normal. So, oh, I know what that means. Yeah, when you change your thoughts, change your thoughts, change your behavior, change your results. But to clients, ideal clients who have no idea about the mind and, you know, all of the, the, the things that impact our thoughts and so forth, they have no idea. So we need to bring our message across in words and language that they resonate with. Um, I remember years ago, I was looking for a specific coach with a modality in a special, in a specialized area. And I went to uh, 
a website here in Australia that was their um, organization, their governing body. And I noticed that a lot of the way to search for coaches was through the modality. And so that was helpful for me. But I remember thinking, my goodness, if I was a client and I had a problem, say with insomnia, and I was finding it hard to go to sleep, to, to fall asleep of a nighttime, um, I would not be looking for a coach with their modality because I wouldn't have a clue. What is NLP? I mean, I know what NLP is because I'm trained in, in neuro-linguistics program. Um, some of you are kinesiologists. Others do um, tapping, you know. So there's a lot of wonderful methodol uh, methodologies and modalities that you use, but your clients aren't searching for the methodologies and the modalities. They're searching for coach that helps with insomnia. Um, how can I you know, whatever it is, speaking in public, getting over my fear of speaking in public, that's the kind of things that they're searching for. So unlearn industry jargon terminologies and learn the language your ideal clients is using when they're searching and when they're sharing their problems and the things that they say to themselves um, when they don't think anyone else is uh, there listening and looking that's the kind of language you want to share and bring into your podcast and all of your content, actually. So let's dive a little bit deeper into some of the core components within the message. And I'm going to talk about your umbrella statement today. I'm going to talk about your markers and milestones, which is your invisible thread, kind of your story, as well as some signature sayings and slogans, what they are. Now, I want to repeat what I said yesterday. Please do not be overwhelmed. My goal for you today is to now be aware of these three things and then looking through the through your business and then asking yourself, am I clear on these things? If it's a yes, then fantastic. Give yourself a pat on the back. You've got that covered. But if it's mm, not really, I need to get clearer, then give yourself a pat on the back as well, because that just means you now know and have clarity on what you need to focus on. So let's dive into the umbrella statement. And so what if, and I love these what if statements because I resonate with all of these. I this is me. You've got numerous modalities that you can use with clients. You've got a toolkit full of tools and different techniques. I remember when I was doing my counseling uh, diploma and we were learning about all these different modalities. And one of them, I can't remember what it was. I think it was um, oh, self-centered, self, I think it was self-centered, self-centered sounds so horrible. Maybe I've termed it wrong, um, but it was around self-centered counselling where you allowed the client to really direct the, the whole coaching, the whole counselling session. So you would hardly say anything. You would just ask a question, an open-ended question, and allow the client just to keep talking. And every now and again, you would put another um, comment and that would take them off. You didn't even have a finish time. You were person-centred. It wasn't self-centred. It was person-centred um, counselling. And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, that is not one that I really can use. I can use different aspects of what we were taught but I certain, certainly would not resonate with being a person-centered coach because I'm too much of results um, too much on let's just help you shift through that it's almost like you know when you can't help yourself from kind of getting in there because you can kind of see that nail sticking out of that person's head it's, I just don't know what's wrong why I have this I don't know if you've seen that video anyway 
you've got a toolkit full of tools and techniques. You've got diverse experience that doesn't seem to have any correlation to each other. How does that experience or how can I bring that particular client or the work that I've done in that into my story now? How is it relevant? Well, guess what? If you can't see the relevance, it's going to be very hard for your ideal client to see it too. Maybe you enjoy learning new ways that you can help clients. You love personal development and will never give up learning. Absolutely. You get bored easily and need new creative projects and opportunities and experiences. By the way, if that sounds like you, you may just be an explorer archetype as well or fill in the gap. And so for you, you find that, you know, you're moving around quite a bit and now you're asking yourself, well, I, how am I going to handle all of that? How am I going to bring that all together in, in one concise statement and message? Well, I've kind of already given you a hint. It's with your umbrella statement. And I came up with the saying um, because I'll show you a couple of examples how I've used it. And I'd never really call it an umbrella statement. But what it does is it kind of overarches all of the things that you do, all of your modalities, all of the, the areas of your tools, you know, and your techniques and your massive toolkit. And it really provides what I call, when you create your umbrella statement, an outcome-focused statement that showcases your promise of value, what you offer clients, and a promise of expectation. The promise of value is you um, showcasing and sharing with them that you have the solution, you're able to support them in the area that they're struggling with. And the promise of expectation is as you're sharing your message, they can almost future pace themselves. That's a coaching technique of, of they can see themselves in the future having achieved that goal because that's what your umbrella statement does when you've got a really clearly defined one. And so we're going to talk about that today. Now, as I mentioned earlier, it's really good for multi-passionate individuals who love learning, you've got diverse expertise, and you're struggling to focus on that one thing. You'll often hear me say, you know, are you struggling to focus on that one thing? Um, and it really is around looking at your diverse experience and seeing it not as lots of diverse experience, but under that one umbrella and how now you can help people. So I would say that your diverse experience adds an even richer layer to your, um, you know, to your clients when you're able to see it that way. So your overarching outcome focus statement that showcases your promise of value and promise of expectation. That's what your umbrella statement is. Um, it can also be used as your tagline. And it can also inform you as to kind of the ideal name for your overall podcast, as well as the topics that you'll be sharing on your podcast. So this can be really helpful. So let me give you an example, because I think examples really work well, because it allows you to see it through the lens of how you can apply this. So if I look back at my experience in the career industry, I was doing resume development. I was a certified behavioral consultant. I love to support clients in job search, tapping into the hidden job market. I created a whole e-course on that. Interview coaching, I wrote my book, 10 Key Steps to Ace That Interview. I love the salary negotiation as well. I was doing LinkedIn profile writing, personal branding, lots of different things. And so if someone said to me, well, what out of one of those things did you really love doing? I could not say I want to just do, if I 
if I thought I was only going to do one of those, I would have got bored really quickly. So I love doing them all. So how can you become a trusted authority in one area as well as position yourself as just the choice versus a choice when your ideal client that you have um, comes to you and they see all of these different things? How can you really add value to that? An umbrella statement. So what I ended up doing was thinking about, well, what do my clients want? And what can I support them with looking at all of the different areas that I can support them in? So what I did was I kind of made an umbrella statement or created one that allowed them to see the journey through their career. So getting noticed, which was the resumes, um, it was their LinkedIn profile, everything around the personal branding, their documentation that, that they needed to have in place to help them stand out in front of ideal decision makers to get that interview. So getting noticed, that was that component. Getting hired was the interview state, the interview coaching, the, what else? Um, going back and creating case studies if they went for the second interview. It was the confidence. Um, how do I relate to people who are different communication styles that I'm sitting across the table with? All of those different areas I could support people with the getting hired and then getting paid what you're worth was around the salary, salary negotiation and really being able to communicate in person what their paper said, their paper resume said. And so that was my statement, get noticed, get hired, get paid what you're worth. Um, that was my umbrella statement, the promise of value and promise of expectation. If clients worked with me, they would get noticed, they would be able to get hired and they would be able to get paid what you're worth. So the topics that I would have shared on my podcast would have been around those particular areas. But I would have said, so to help you get noticed, get hired, get paid what you're worth, we're going to talk about today to get paid what you're worth um, aspect because you could get in front of your an ideal decision maker with your ideal role but if you're not able to negotiate a win-win salary then you might end up being in a role that you love but be feeling very underpaid and undervalued and there's nothing worse is there as a coach um, or a consultant feeling that the work that we're doing is undervalued and we've undercharged similarly in the career industry as well so this is a lesson that we can learn too from uh, the executive realm. So you can see that it would have informed and it did inform as to all of the different topics, but I was able to share it under that one umbrella. So now if I look at another example with my work with entrepreneurs, these are all of the things that I can help them with personal brand. And I do from my career days, communication and negotiation from my career days, understanding themselves and others from my career days and the certifications that I did there. And with being a certified brand archetype um, consultant too, um, in the area of marketing, in the area of money mindset, because I know that I can support my clients in positioning themselves um, with incredible content and you know, but unless they have the right mindset to charge what they're worth they're still going to undervalue and undercharge so I love that area too mindset NLP and other coaching modalities many other certifications and of course podcasting 13 years and a lot of things that I've done and I've looked back on the area of podcasting I've used some of those things that I've learned that we learn. Many of us have probably got similar skills, 
But what I've done is I've looked at those skills under the umbrella of, well, how can I relate this to podcasting? How can I add value in that particular area? So for some of you, it's going back and looking at, well, what can I use and then really hone in in an area that no one else really is speaking about or very differently bring a unique spin to that, go deeper in a certain area. But then looking at, well, how can we put this together? And for me, putting it in one particular statement was really around building your reach, building reputation and your revenue by nurturing listeners into leads from your very first episode. And now, of course, um, it's going from invisible to influential trusted authority. And so, again, I hope through sharing that example, you can then now go and look back at what you've been doing and start to, to pen uh, your uh, umbrella statement yourself as well. So the next, let's dive in. I'm just doing a check on the time. Good, good timing. Um, is your invisible thread. And this sits under the umbrella statement. Actually, it's a number of different things there, your invisible thread, um, which is really your markers and milestones. What are markers and milestones? I'm glad you asked. So markers, these are significant events. So challenges, problems, um, things that you've struggled with um, or had to overcome or had to overcome that you've faced that you've had to overcome by creating new ways or innovative methodologies or a set of unique steps, which you now teach your clients. So your signature system, when you put it together. Uh, now, it doesn't mean that you need to completely reinvent everything that your industry is doing. You don't have to do um, something that vast. It's just doing something differently uh, and a different approach, but that's going to allow your clients to get um, to their outcome quicker, um, whatever, whatever the outcome is and whatever way in which you deliver it. And so, so often we don't recognize um, these markers as being significant. So that's why I'm sharing it with you today. Some of the significant events that you have gone through when you spend a little bit of time just sitting with them, like one of the significant events for me was that time I went through my worst business failure ever and I started Women in Leadership podcast and got those two four-figure clients accidentally. Now, I didn't recognize that that was a significant marker for me till many years later. And then I thought, that's actually quite relevant and quite important for, for me to include in my story. So here's what you do need to think about when you're looking at your markers. They have to resonate with your client. And they must validate and answer the question, why you and why now? And so that's really important when you're thinking about your market, these significant events. And I tell you, if you're a person who spots typos, you're probably looking at that. I'm going to change that after today. But anyway, so that's what a market is. What are some of the significant events that you have gone through? Um, start documenting. And that's basically what I say to clients. Document them all. And you might have a huge list. Then go through and really see, you know, what out of that is relevant with my ideal client, resonates with them. And when I look at what I support clients with, what of those markers mostly validate and has more weight, you know, if you were to score them from one to three um, as a must importance, um, they must validate, you know, why and why you and why now. That's a marker. Uh, a marker in the career industry would have been to build 
rapport with clients who are confused about their uh, careers and unsure what their dream job is. So when I look back at one of my markers, and this is true, by the way, um, you know, I fell off my horse and I got concussion. And uh, that led me to where I was today, helping people find uh, a career that they loved. Because I remember when I fell off my horse, I couldn't, uh, couldn't concentrate, couldn't think, had headaches. I've lost my memory, actually parts of my memory. So I spent over six months going to um, hospital to retrain my brain kind of thing. They were doing some um, um, work, uh, the doctors then, uh, about um, retraining your brain with memory. So I would get picked up by ambulance for, for six months, went to a hospital, did all of these exercises and um, slowly re recovered. Um, and so that, that event had always caused me to kind of think if that accident didn't happen, would I still be in the career that I am today? Because my pathway kind of wound all over the place. I always wanted to be a teacher in my my entire family is teachers from, you know, kindergarten teacher all the way through to professor. And because of that accident, I wasn't able to go into teaching. But fast forward now, I'm so glad because I realized that I'm an introvert and a room full of children would have worn me out in the first week, I'm sure. Okay, so that was an example of a marker. What are some of yours? Now, when we're talking about milestones, these are the successes and achievements that have come about through you addressing that challenge and using your systems and the steps that you will now teach clients. And they have to be relevant to your ideal client that want that outcome as well. And they must validate your teaching and your methodologies and be positioned uniquely from everyone else in your industry. Now, when you look at that, you're probably thinking, how do I know all of these things? They're there. It's just there. Then, you know, obviously if you're struggling to get clarity, then you're in the right place because this is exactly what I love to, um, to support clients in recognizing and then creating these stories. So if I think of the story that I just shared in the career industry, um, some of the milestones was that um, I went back to night school and I was going to then go to university to do my teaching degree. But my mother then suggested uh, that I could do some part-time work to get a little bit of income whilst we waited for the new year. And then I would go back and redo that whole year again. But I ended up in a couple of jobs and, and then my mother said, well, why don't you then go just get an office job and then wait to the new year. But that office job, I absolutely loved. I ended up getting, by the way, two pay rises, which I didn't tell my mum because um, I thought if I tell my mum, she's going to put my board up. But, you know, my uh, employers, my bosses were so impressed with the work. They said, oh, we just have to increase your salary because you're doing way more than we thought. And it was a job that I absolutely thought that I wouldn't enjoy. And I did. And that kind of led me on the path to where I was, you know, helping people with careers. And I realized looking back, that I was definitely in the right place. And I shared that story because, you know, so often we, my clients hated their jobs and it, it unfortunately tarnished the entire way that they looked at their work. And when we unpacked it, they realized that actually they didn't hate the job at all, but it was just this particular component or when this happened. And so I'm sharing this because when you start to explore your experience and your stories and your journeys, that invisible thread will start to appear and be quite no longer invisible. And that's the kind of stories that you want to weave. And when you add your signature system on top of that and your methodologies, your teaching, the steps that you take clients through, that's why you become the choice 
um, rather than just a choice because they resonate with your story and some of that story is telling their journey too. So I hope that just to spend a little bit of time on that because I know that once you understand this and it gets clear, these are the kind of things that's then going to inform the type of cop, you know, content and um yeah, and, and comments that you start to share with clients. Um, another uh, milestone, an example for entrepreneurs, my worst business failure ever, now the best thing that ever happened to me, as I mentioned, Women in Leadership podcast, those three episodes. There are so many lessons that I can take and I share from that experience. Not that I would ever want anyone to have to go through that experience, and I certainly wouldn't want to go through that one again, but it really has shaped the character and who I am today. And so some of you, you've got a gold mine full of, invisible threads and one clear one that is going to resonate and pull all of your content um, together in your podcast. Let's talk about signature sayings and slogans. Now, these are the pearls of wisdom that you share that either challenges the status quo or it innovates and transforms. And these can also become branded hashtags. Now, they may also be borrowed from paradox statements. And as we know, paradox are kind of um, short um, statements that have a for the shortness and the, the you know, the, the, the simplicity, they have a powerful punch uh, packed behind them in their aha. Like, for instance, that less is more. Um, you know, there are so many in-depth teachings that can come from that. And that's the kind of thing that I'm really encouraging you to start thinking about. Now, you'll have your own signature sayings and slogans, and you'll also borrow from some of the paradox that are out there too, um, such as the end in mind. You have to start with the end in mind. Now, that's not necessarily a, a, a hashtag that I created, and it's certainly not mine either. I think it was Stephen Covey who said that. But I borrow that because I know that it is so important for you to have an end in mind as far as your brand and your positioning and your message and all of the things that we're talking about in these first um, early days of these workshops, because it's going to inform what your robust podcast strategy is going to do as you layer that on top. So for me, a couple of examples, you know, the message before microphone, you would have heard me say yesterday, because you cannot edit and mix compelling content from fluff and banter, even if it was recorded on the most expensive microphone on the market. I also have another one, podcasting with purpose. That's actually a name of my program, actually, that over arches. Uh, we are podcasting with purpose, with intention. That's why we spend so much time looking and unpacking at the message, at all of the different things and in coming days, as I continue to share um, as well. It's all around podcasting with purpose. It's intentional. It's not just getting a microphone, plugging it in, and then having a casual chat. Unless, of course, that is your overall strategy and intention. But I know as coaches and consultants, we want far more, don't we? We want the success, significance, and to make a much bigger impact in the world. So what are some of the, the sayings that you say? What are some of the slogans that you that you might say that can very much be woven and just bring that extra layer to the content that you're sharing, that you'll become known for that. That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. 
when we're talking about signature sayings and slogans. So start thinking about those. All righty, we've still got a little bit of time left, which is good. And I know that I um, shared quite a bit of information. So you probably want to go away and start to, to unpack a bit of that for yourself today. But really, what did we cover today? We looked at the message, which was just one of the components of the Distinction Blueprint and how uh, to transform your expertise from a want into a need and from an overwhelming number of choices to becoming the only choice while having a binge-worthy podcast that positions you as a trusted authority that your ideal clients wants to work with. We talked about authenticity. It's not a buzzword. It's actually paramount. And for those of you who know what your brand archetypes are, you'll know what I'm talking about because some of the words and the phrases, they're just you. Um, they describe you to a, you know, to a T and now bringing that out into your podcast is important. We talked about how less is actually more. We talked about not overwhelming your audience with too much content or not overwhelming or underwhelming them because you're talking about the same thing and the same stories and the same old, same old that everybody else is talking about. We talked about the importance of unlearning industry jargon and terminologies and learning the language by which your clients are using to describe them and then weaving that in to your content. And then we talked about the message component of the distinction model. We touched on the umbrella statement. We touched on your invisible thread, your markers and milestones. And we talked about your signature sayings and slogans. So we covered quite a bit. But again, as I said, don't be overwhelmed. I want to give you an overview. I want to share what you may not know. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Now you know that if you get clear on these things, um, and even the clarity that, hey, I actually need support in getting clear on these things. That's a huge win. So tomorrow, what are we talking about tomorrow? We're going to talk about how not to leave tens of thousands of dollars on the table, but rather how to nurture and build long-term client relationships that lead to profitable and sustainable business growth. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>